Welcome to Startup Confidential, what industry insiders will never tell you that you need to know if you're building a consumer brand. With your host, best-selling author of Ramping Your Brand, Dr. James Richardson. Let's do this. Welcome to Episode 106, Behavior-Based Brand Building. If you don't know the behavior driving velocities off the shelf, you can't really optimize marketing, promotions, channel strategy, or much of anything in your 4P playbook. The consumer is not simply an advertising foil or the concern of your marketing agencies. That's what fixed mindset sales consultants and brokers want you to believe, that you're actually in a 3P business, that the consumer either magically comes to the product or does not. As I write in Ramping Your Brand, most of your revenue as a CPG brand, especially as an early stage one, comes from a minority of your consumers. These are your frequently repeat purchasing customers, anywhere from weekly to monthly. They aren't necessarily completely unified tribe, but often you can find occupational or lifestyle groups that wildly over-index as fans for explainable reasons. And these reasons boil down to values-driven behavioral impulses that make your brand appealing to routine use or not appealing. Values that drive CPG brand selection and habituation are mostly subconscious. Things like gender socialization, class orientation, deep-seated culturally inculcated anxieties around weight, nutrition, etc. These values are not what we tweet fight about online. Social media posturing relies on ideologies, consciously held moral or spiritual ideals that are very hard to enact, hence the need to constantly exhort everyone to do them and follow them all the time. Think about church. (laughs) Ideologies, folks, they decay quickly in our behavior into hypocrisy and corruption. Then we're left with the actual unconscious values that no one is really discussing. Or, by inversion, they're discussing the aspirational opposite of what our actual deep-seated values really are. Whether you like it or not, your brand will live on a continuum from lofty aspiration to totally subconscious normative values. Your symbolism will largely govern where you sit on this continuum. But your marketing can nudge you around. Now, aspiration is a hazardous place to anchor your brand in, especially if the loftiness of it is stratospheric. Why? Well, many of us pretend to have aspirations that we don't actually act consistently on. In some cases, we are so deluding ourselves that we will never even attempt to fulfill said aspiration. Think gender equality in the workplace. We're fighting about gender equality precisely because what is subconsciously driving work culture currently is male dominance, not gender equality. Look, America is one of the most fantasy-ridden societies on Earth. We consume more media per capita than anywhere else on Earth as well. We spread more conspiracy theories per capita than anywhere else either, apparently. And it is a byproduct of a hyper-individualistic cultural ideal that sells innovation to undercut tradition, established habits, and established brands. Knowing which values consumers are more likely to act on in your category helps you understand the values to tap into with product design and marketing, and it allows you to ignore the ideological aspirations that only drive the behavior of very, very, very tiny niches on a consistent basis. So regenerative agriculture is a great example of a very noble ideal that consumers will never seriously act on during the weekly purchasing of hundreds of CPG categories. And no certification label is going to make that easier. Hey, listeners. Exponential growth involves more than a killer product, great fundraising, and a great team. 
you need superb analytics to ride the ramp. Dr. Richardson's latest online course is now available, Effective Consumer Marketing for Early Stage Founders. You can find course pricing and details at premiumgrowthsolutions.com courses. And now back to the episode. The second major reason you need smart behavior-based brand building is the oversupplied nature of today's CPG marketplace. Every major service or product already exists. I'm not suggesting all consumers are satisfied with them, but most consumers are delighted with most offerings in most categories. The businesses that are growing are tapping into latent, often suppressed dissatisfaction among a small subpopulation. If that dissatisfaction is communicable or infectious, so to speak, it can spread to others more broadly. The point I'm making is everyone is not your consumer, ever. But you can and should be able to find a scalable audience anyways. It just doesn't take that many individuals to scale a premium-priced CBG business. If you want to find sources of dissatisfaction and reach those geographies and or network subpopulations most likely to have people who experience those dissatisfactions. And just think big when you do. Founders who chase current sources of consumer satisfaction generally wind up with something that scales faster. You know, an after-dinner munchie that isn't full of calories, skinny pop. Helping you do righteous battle with your innermost lusts for sugary carbs after dinner. However, the dissatisfaction you intend to alleviate can't be the consumer equivalent of a PhD's dissatisfaction with a hip-shooting journalistic cover story. It can't be that geeky or elitist. You can even anticipate future dissatisfaction with your innovation, as long as emerging values show signs of impacting this or that category. And this is what Siggy's yogurt did inadvertently in 2006, long before reducing sugar in food was a mainstream cultural value. Do enough homework up front to have a good behavioral hypothesis about a recurring daily dissatisfaction that people have on deep-seated values being thwarted. Swoop in to alleviate the dissatisfaction and make decent gross profits in doing so. Now, the danger here is that you geek out too much and take us all down some elitist, inscrutable rabbit hole like biodynamic agriculture, in which tangible certifications quickly blur into spiritual rambling and nitpicking with no tangible benefit to the consumer's life, as in when they're consuming your product. I still don't know why even regenerative agriculture could ever motivate consumers to habituate to a new brand since no one but a very tiny ideological elite wakes up pissed off about the state of American agriculture. This dissatisfaction is best addressed at the regulatory level, not at the level of brand building. In fact, most brands with environmental missions built on supply chain narratives risk asking the consumer to care a lot about enacting their aspiration for, say, a cleaner environment through very small stakes decisions in their lives, whose impact on the environment is inherently meaningless. Again, government regulation is much, much more effective, much quicker in these situations when the outcome is too distant from the consumer's ordinary life and the values at hand are too aspirational or too weak in their feedback loop on their own behavior. For example, household recycling peaked several years ago in the U.S. despite increased spread of pro-environmental aspirations among the general population. We seem to have hit our limit. As I write in my book, the outcomes that drive habituation to modern new brands aren't sexy, folks. They're already mainstream right now. Bringing new approaches to weight management to a category and doing it well will generate scale faster than any lofty moralistic mission ever will. Your new approach, however, needs to be new, but not weird. 
and present no barriers to adoption or explanation the consumer's social why. This is how you use behavior to ride the skate ramp quickly. Key again is to understand the scalable outcome or mix of scalable outcomes that consumers are currently using you to fulfill. In very competitive areas of the market, the new brand often resolves a pesky trade-off long established in the consumer's subconscious. And they'll recognize when you've limited that trade-off though. So get in the market, test and listen. Follow the consumer always. That's all I've got folks. Be safe out there. Thanks for listening. Remember, Dr. Richardson has loads of resources for founders at premiumgrowthsolutions.com. And when you're on his site, don't forget to take his founders quiz and see if you're ready to ride the skate ramp of exponential growth.